your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Hey, hockey fans, you need more hockey news? Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening throughout the NHL. You can subscribe and listen every day for a quick look at the biggest stories happening around the league. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we recap the NHL draft, the pre-trade frenzy, and take a look ahead at free agency coming up with Alex Micheletti. We will talk about all of those topics, plus more with wild news and notes as well. So should be a great episode here today. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons, covering exclusively your Minnesota Wild. Happy Monday to you. And what a crazy weekend it was in the NHL. We had aggressive trades. We had some absolute puzzling moves uh, made by some teams, and here to help us break it all down is Alex Micheletti. Alex, what's happening? Not too much. How are you doing? Yeah, it was uh, it was it was crazy. Not only with having the draft, but uh, these uh, trades for a lot of uh, defensemen, and we had extensions for a couple of the defensemen too. So yeah, a lot of uh, a couple of defensemen got paid big time. They got the bag, and so yeah, that uh, it's exciting. And then we got. Uh, you know, free agency starting up this week too. So a lot of uh, fun things happening in the, in the NHL. Let's uh, let's start with, as you mentioned, there were just a ton of crazy trades because there was one that uh, kind of shocked the uh, the NHL world in that the Chicago Blackhawks acquired Seth Jones and the price that they gave up to get him, not nearly as much as the price that they signed him to in an extension. So it was a first round pick um, in this draft, which was the 32nd overall pick, a sixth round pick in the 2022 draft um, also. And uh, Adam Boquist was uh, involved in the, just a crazy number of pieces involved in this trade. And then Jones gets signed to a max deal on top of that. So, Let's let's just uh, let me just phrase the question like that. Which was the bigger price that Chicago paid? What they gave up to get him, or what they signed Jones to uh, after they got him? I think it's the extension ex- itself. Uh, it could get it could get real ugly at the end. There, he's coming off a he's coming off a tough season with Columbus, but you know uh, maybe maybe with the move to Chicago and playing with. Uh, you know, Kane and Taves, you know, maybe that will be, that'll help them. But, you know, that, they, they, uh, they, they gave them a ton of money. I think the funniest joke I saw this, uh, this past weekend, uh, was, uh, uh, congrats to future Arizona Coyotes defenseman <laughs> Seth Jones. So that tells you all you need to know about that extension. Yeah. How about, um, how about Arizona too? Like just navigating yeah. to what they did and basically oh, somebody, I, th- I saw on Twitter, and I don't remember who it was, basically compared Arizona to a landfill. And it's like they just, they're just accumulating as much just garbage as they can in terms of bad contracts and 
We saw the Oliver Ekman Larson trade uh, as well. Um, kind of a rough few days for Arizona, although from what I heard, they did pretty well in the draft. So there's uh, there's the silver lining, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they got rid of uh, yeah six years of uh, Oliver Ekman Larson's contract, which <laughs> that that's going to be end up ending up being one of the worst for Vancouver. But uh, they get Connor Garland, but that's that OEL contract is just a mess. And then Arizona takes all the garbage from from Vancouver. It's only a year of it, but. No, I mean, they they are going to be uh, rough to watch next season. That's uh, when you see Arizona on the schedule, you want to uh, chalk up two points for sure. Yeah, that uh, that's nice that the Wild get them in the division again, thanks yes. to the Kraken hopping in to <laughs> yep. the Pacific Division. We get Arizona in the Central, so that's uh, a nice little win um, for us. Obviously, another trade that, that has a little bit of a wild tie to it was uh, Sam Reinhardt. He was uh, rumored to be kind of a potential target for the Wild if they didn't end up um, going after Jack Eichel, which Eichel's still a member of the Buffalo Sabres for now. Um, There was another trade for Buffalo as well. So Buffalo very busy despite keeping Jack Eichel, which I think was the surprise you'd expect if they were going to make moves that Eichel would be one, but he's still there and Buffalo was still very busy. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I just think the price, they just won't drop the price on Eichel and that's, that's killing his value. I mean, they could have, they could have made moves this weekend in the draft and accumulated more draft picks. And uh, they just decided not to lower that price. And who knows if they are still refusing to give medical records that, you know, I've heard that he's been skating hard, but what does that mean? You know, he's, you know, at some point he's going to have to have this surgery, it seems like. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen with him now um, because they, like I said, they torpedoed his value a little bit here. Uh, We'll see if it comes down. Um, You know, at this point, you know, I think, I think the wild should try to move on to other targets, you know, if they can, maybe some that uh, uh, won't, uh, we were, you won't have to give up the farm or, or, um, you know, uh, get you know make the uh, depth on the wild take a take a major hit yeah um, and so yeah that's puzzling puzzling moves by uh, by 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 Buffalo I mean they um they uh, they made well in that Ristolainen trade um, they got a lot for him from Philly and so they uh, uh, they went to Chuck Fletcher and uh, that was an easy target for them to get to get uh, to get assets. Uh, for uh, one of the most struggling defensemen in, in the league, so um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what what Buffalo was thinking there. Uh, they also gave Florida. I mean, I think Florida is going to be a Stanley Cup contender. They are making yeah. fantastic moves if they can get off that Bobrovsky contract somehow. Watch out for Florida because they they have it all. Final one I want to talk to you about another puzzling trade. Uh, the Alex Nijelkovic trade to Detroit in which Carolina evidently was priced out on a guy who was asking for three and a half million. And so they traded him to Detroit for a bridge goalie. Detroit immediately signed him to less than he was asking for. And then it came out that Carolina offered him a million and a half for two years. And the Hurricanes, of course, playing this up to were a veteran goalie away but at the same time, like that is a mighty big gamble to assume that Nijelkovic is not going to become your franchise goalie, and as a result, just straight up getting rid of him. And I mean, that's a home run hit for Detroit. And 
that may be a massive blunder for Carolina. Yeah, I don't know. When when the uh, when the rest of the GMs see uh, Steve Eiserman on their uh, caller ID, I don't know why they answer the answer the phone. <laughs> he seems to he seems to win all these trades, and uh, yeah, Carolina their uh, uh, their owners uh, Tom Dundon just doesn't want to pay people, which uh, is interesting. Uh, they it doesn't look like they are going to re-sign Dougie Hamilton either. So uh, I don't know what what Carolina is doing, you know, because they. They got one of the best players in the league in Sebastian Ajo, so you you think they would want to continue on with with how they uh, played this season, especially uh, in the playoffs too. Uh, they just uh, you know they couldn't uh, couldn't take down Tampa Bay, but no one no one could. But uh, they are they're an impressive young team, and to just say this was a hot streak for a goalie was uh, was an interesting comment by uh, their GM. Yeah, that seems like a really weird thing to say. On top of it all, is like oh, he just he just got hot and he kind of yeah like. Yikes. But um, that was like, that was just the tip of the iceberg too. But those are some of the more crazy trades uh, that happened throughout the uh, lead up to the expansion draft and to the actual draft as well. Tell you what, we're going to talk more about the NHL draft, react to some of the Wilds selections and some of the Minnesota players that were selected as well. More with Alex Micheletti coming up next here on Locked on Wilds. This July, Built Bar is helping you celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know Built Bar has a ton of amazing flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you're asking me, raspberry is definitely the way to go, but if you're not sure which Built Bar flavor is right for you, grab a mixed box and you'll get two each of the nine flavors. The best part, though, about Built Bars is they are amazingly healthy for you. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges from 130 to 180 calories, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 net carbs. So amazingly tasting and amazingly healthy for you. Plus, get this, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Continuing our chat with Alex Micheletti recapping the NHL draft now here on Locked on Wild. And I don't know if many Wild fans expected us to get through the entirety of the first round without taking the center. Um, that was a little bit of a surprise to me, but at the same time, Another home run hit by Judd Brackett. Uh, Micheletti, were you surprised that the Wild didn't go center in round one, or did it seem like the board just fell to them to the point where they didn't have to? Uh, the, I think the the board just fell where they, where they where where they exact they were pumped because they didn't even think Wallstad, the goalie, the Swedish goaltender, was going to be available, and they jumped on the spot. You know, um, you know, you wish you could have gotten a center, but I mean. I think I think they ended up with the best goalie um, in the draft, and when you can do that, that is that is huge, and that is a position that if you can lock down goaltender, I mean, I, I say it's the most important position in hockey. I mean, because you need somebody that can stop pucks. I mean, you you can look throughout the league where some teams they don't even have two goalies, you know. So yeah. it's like 
um, this is the guy for the future. Um, he'll, by the time he's ready to go, um, Talbot's contract will be over and, uh, you know, he can compete with, uh, with Kakanen, um, you know, if, you know, if he's still around too. And, uh, yeah, I think it was a home run hit. Um, I'm glad that they kept both of their picks too. Um, this, uh, uh defenseman Lambos looks uh, pretty impressive too. So I, you know, it's amazing, uh, to have Judd Brackett, you know, be a part of this uh, scouting staff. I mean, I think he is so key uh, to this organization and, yeah. uh, you know, continuing to uh, get uh, some impressive prospects in the pool. And uh, yeah, we'll just see, uh, see how they develop and uh, yeah, it'll be fun to, fun to watch and progress. And hopefully they're in uh, St. Paul in a couple of years. What did you think of Bill Guerin's comments in which somebody asked him about like what he and Brackett do to kind of game plan for the draft. And Garen just straight up was like, I, I don't do anything like this is, this is an opportunity for me to defer to guys that know way more about it in Brackett and his crew. And from my perspective, I was, I was surprised by that because, you know, we just assume that general managers are like super involved in every aspect of the team, but sounds like Garen at least, with the draft is totally willing to just say, this is your thing and uh, I'll be here if you need me. Yeah. I think, I think it's a great, uh, great move. Um, you know, you can look at the previous regime and how much dysfunction there was uh, with Fenton and uh, the rest of the crew. Um, so I think the way Billy G delegates uh, roles is phenomenal. Um, and uh, you know, it, it lets, Less the people that are focused on scouting to do what they what they do. You know, if they aren't you know doing uh, a great job, you know, Billy G would move on from from that crew. But I'm I'm happy and glad that he lets Judd and his crew of scouts do what they need to do uh, to help get uh, you know high level prospects into the organization. And yeah, um, he can't can't say more of a more Billy G and the job that he's done as a as a GM here. And uh, uh, still has some work to do with some of the high uh, high profile free agents with uh, with Fiala and uh, Kaprizov, but it lets him uh, focus on that and lets the fo- uh, lets the scouts focus on what what they do in, in scouting players and uh, you know preparing for the draft. Also got a chance to select Mr. Hockey, um, yeah, and uh, and throw him into the uh, throw him into the mix, which is a cool moment. It's not often that we get a chance to, uh, to have some Minnesota guys in uh, Jack Pert part Pert Pert. Thank yep. you. Um, yep. Not often that we get Minnesota players selected by Minnesota. And so that was obviously a tremendously fun moment. And, you know, one that uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have a chance to see him make an impact here in a couple of years. Yeah. He was uh, one of my favorites coming into this draft. Uh, you know, Mr. Hockey. Uh, defenseman uh does that sound similar to nick buddy <laughs> um so uh in uh he's going straight into st cloud state you know he's not uh not gonna play a full year of junior so that's that's impressive and uh, uh he's just so smooth with the puck uh, great puck handling defenseman and somebody that you know give him a give him a few years in college um and then you know, typically they, uh, you know, play two or three years and then, uh, you know, sign after his junior year. I think that would be, be great and, you know, get him some time in Iowa and then, uh, yeah, get him, uh, get him to St. Paul. But I think he's an impressive, uh, player. He can, he can score, he can, he does it all. So I think that was a home run, uh, pick by Brackett again. I think all three 
right away where they did an amazing job. Um, just in the drafts um, overall, obviously there was a massive um, record scratch, I think is the, the best way to put it. The Montreal Canadiens deciding to do them, I guess, and uh, and picking Logan Malou, uh, Mark Bergevin, ignoring Malou's request to be removed from the draft and you know so as much as much of a like fun night and fun week for the NHL world that it has been um still shows that we we got a lot of work still to do to uh to continue to make this sport one that uh is inclusive to everybody and is one that's I don't know. It's just it, it with everything going on with the Blackhawks now at this point, and then to just have this um, the Malou thing as well. I just I was kind of you know well as you saw on the uh, the Soda Pod live stream that we were part of. Um, pretty much everybody was stunned uh, at that point when that happened. Yeah, our our all of our jaws dropped uh, I, when I saw the name flash across. I could not believe. I can't believe. That Gary Batman in the league even allowed that to happen. Yeah. Uh, in again, Mark Vergeron was a part of the front office with the Blackhawks during, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> with their mess going on. So, uh, you know, you would think he would just not even try to touch, you know, this situation too. So now he's got his hands in both. I mean, uh, the reporters and a Zoom uh, talked to their director of scouting, and he was he didn't even like try to uh you know um stand up for the pick and was just kind of silent and uh yeah um yeah mind-boggling move by by montreal and yes like like you said we have a long ways to go still um you know (laughs) um i I have no no idea um why they would do something like that yeah and then to to throw him to the fire um in front of the reporters for day two of the drafts, um, just just not handled well um, on any front. And the, well, they had a they had a pre- prepared uh, like statement ready to go too. And just like oh man, if yikes. you already are trying to you know get a PR in a positive note, that you know just why why even? <laughs> they, he said he didn't want to be drafted too. I mean. Didn't they see what what Arizona had to deal with too um, after yep. uh, yep. drafting Mitchell you know, Miller too? That was a mess, and he got he gets kicked out of UND, and yeah, he's not even playing hockey now, so it's it's crazy. Not good. Um, the only other gripe that I had was the amount of time that it took to get through the first round and then through the rest of it, and the fact that apparently every team had timeouts, like. I didn't know that was a thing. And then Carolina is like, oh, well, we're definitely using all of ours then. Yeah, everybody was like, what are you doing? Oh, come Carolina? on. That, they need to get rid of timeouts. I tweeted it too. I was like, what is going on? I've, I had never seen that in an NHL draft too. I don't remember that from last year. But, I mean, it just dragged it on and on and on. It was it was unbelievable. I, <laughs> props to the NHL Network guys and uh, ESPN2 uh, to, for even just, like, uh, running our – thinking of things to, to talk about. It was, yeah. it was unbelievable. It should have been – I almost think that they should cut a couple of rounds, too, because it, it takes entirely too long. And I agree. And just have, have these uh, kids go through free agency, you know, if they're good enough. 
Yeah, I uh, I fully agree with you there. Um, speaking of free agency, we will chat a little bit about that and the direction that the Wild should go to try to fill the center position depth chart. Uh, more with Alex Micheletti coming up next here on Locked on Wild. It's time to take your sports betting to the next level at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Major League Baseball is gearing up for the stretch run, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all your favorite UFC and MMA action, too. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild, chatting with Alex Micheletti, and we're going to move to free agency because that seems to be the spot that the Wild are going to make their biggest mark uh, on the season. No trades, obviously, as of yet for the Wild. Bill Guerin did say that there's potential that they could do some things in the trade market, but it's more likely that free agency is going to be where the Wild strike to uh, to try to fill the uh, the center position, and um, I'm I'm fine with that because you know in a couple of years the salary cap is going to become a real problem. Do you agree with the uh, the Garen approach to uh, to try to get a more veteran player um, to uh, to help this center depth? Yeah, I think he's being very cautious about the cap uh, and what's going to happen. I mean. Still got to sign Ziala, still have to sign Kaprizov. Those are going to be huge tickets. So, I mean, they got to figure that out too before uh, they can even address the defensive uh, situation too. Um, you know, uh, the comments with Ian Cole doesn't sound too promising that he's going to be back here, uh, which is which is too bad because I thought, um, you know, he was impressive defensively. Yeah. Um, especially blocking pucks. And so, uh <laughs> Uh, the wild decor might look uh, very young uh, now, you know, next season, you know, I think, uh, I think Manel's going to get a really uh, spotlight. Uh, uh, the spotlight's going to be on him. And then Addison too. Uh, we'll see if he can, uh, can be full-time NHL defenseman too. So um, yeah, that's going to be uh, interesting, but yeah, I think, I think going veteran on, uh, on a center um, would, would be huge. Um, uh, I almost, uh, um, you know, if, if they decided to make a trade, um, I would love for them to try to, uh, call San Jose and talk to a guy like Tomas Hurdle, yeah. um, who I think he is a very underrated center. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, like Billy G said, it might be free agency, but I would still like them to, you know, try to look at the trade market too. Yeah, I, I agree. There, there are a couple of names out there, as you mentioned, Hurdle potentially that, uh, that could be snagged from Sam Jose uh, because if you go to the free agent market, I mean, you're going to be going with guys like Paul Statsny and Derek Steppen, um, a couple of options. I mean, mm-hmm. Statsny's 35 and, you know, y- you could theoretically try to, uh, 
get somebody a little younger that's not as proven, but uh, there aren't really a whole lot of names unless you are going to try to um, unless you're going to try to offer sheets Elias Pedersen, but that could potentially backfire too. Yeah, I mean, he would. <laughs> uh, that would be uh, yeah, massive amount of money. But uh, um, you know, uh, Stasny's been a pro in this league for a long time. Uh, that's a guy that I really like. Yeah, he. I would be fine because then you know that ends you know, up being local local guy. But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's it, it's tough. They uh, there's another name that uh, has been thrown out there is uh, Freddie Goudreau from uh, Pittsburgh, who was uh, with okay. Nashville for uh, and has that connection with Everson that um, you know that they might look at too. I do want to bring it up because it seems like Russo's asked about it all the time. Um, I highly doubt there will be a reunion with Mikhail Granlin. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, I think. Uh, he he had his peak with the Wild, and he did not play very well with with Nashville. Um, I just I don't I don't see it. I'm sure I'm sure uh, there is a section of of Minnesota Wild fans out there that would want him to come back, but you know I think that uh, uh, that uh, that is not an option for uh, for the Wild this time around. Yeah, I uh, I would tend to agree. Um, Bill Guerin did make some comments too uh, in regards to Fiala and Kaprizov as well. And it sounds like he's still very adamant that, uh, that a deal is going to be done um, with both of them. So uh, that certainly, that certainly is uh, something that draws some confidence because um, I just would like it to be done so we know what the terms are so we can see what we have to spend. Right. Oh man. You know, you know, everybody's worried about this, this, this KHL offer from Moscow. I mean, um, he can't get anywhere the amount of money, at least legally, um, from, from, uh, that Russian uh, team in Moscow. Uh, so, you know, I, they just gotta come in the middle, uh, of, of where, or, you know, if Kaprizov wants a shorter term deal, um, you know, uh, if, if, if he doesn't want the eight, which I don't know, you know, take that money when it's, when it's, you know, he, right. he's played, uh, one, one season in the NHL and he's, uh, getting offered a max deal. I mean, so that's, that's, that tells you how, uh, how talented this kid is. And, you know, if he wants a shorter term deal to see, um, see how this team is going to develop and see if they're going to find him a center, um, let it take, take the shorter, shorter deal. And, uh, you know, Fial wants a longer deal. Give it to Fial. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what they end up getting um, in Garen Retrust, in, uh, in free agency, and in these contract negotiations and in everything. So that's, uh, I think that's going to put a bow on today's episode. Uh, Alex, thanks for the time. Before we go, anything that you would like to plug here for, uh, for the listeners for the rest of the week? Oh yeah. Um, you know, just, uh, give me a follow, uh, on, on Twitter, Alex Micheletti, A-L-E-X-M-I-C-H-E-L-E-T-T-I. Um, I'll be, uh, tweeting out my thoughts on, uh, free agency coming up here and, uh, yeah, we'll see what the wild do. It's, uh, I think it's the most exciting time of the year. Um, <laughs> I, I love, uh, love seeing what the, what the GMs are going to do. And, uh, you know, we got the draft done and, uh, that's going to be an exciting off season and, uh, yeah, we'll see, uh, see how, how, <laughs> How you know with full fans hopefully uh, in the fall here and see if uh, the NHL goes to the Olympics or not. So yeah, it's going to be a unique season again for sure. 
Fingers crossed. That does it for today's episode mm-hmm. of Locked on Wild. Make sure to give the show a follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. YouTube is coming soon as well. And uh, keep an eye out for more wild news throughout the rest of the week. New episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.